0: Everybody, welcome to take two of the podcast. Because Mike said something so explosively horrifically leaked mm. that we had to delete the last one in in its entirety, just in just case to it go sure. through the footage. Yeah, just to be sure. Yeah, um, I will say that, that it did involve male nudity. It, uh, and what's really true. funny is it's, it's actually true. true. <laughs> 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 wow. know, hi, Mike again. Hey. It's good. It's good so um where were we well, <laughs> what's well, going on well
1: what's... the audience hasn't heard any of that so we should probably start from the start okay
0: okay wow oh mike have oh, you played it's starfield it's... no i
1: haven't dad <laughs> tell me about it How oh, are I you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: you know what i've always thought that new vegas ultimately had too many shades of gray and that led to an
0: underwhelming experience for me dad do you agree with that hey? i i disagree with that i think it's just dark it's shades of dark shades of smelly dark Anyway, I quite like Bethesda games, Mike. I've never played New it's Vegas, to be four. clear.
1: I was just giving the uh, the prompt there. Um, yeah.
0: Yes. You've never played New Vegas? Oh, that's all the comments. That's it's all the comments. comments. There's, there's no
1: comments. We're a
0: podcast. There's no comments.
1: No. They can't oh. comment on us here. No one can get you here, Dan.
0: You're safe. I'm safe. I can say whatever I want. No. No. Here's no, what no, I no. really feel about trans people. They're lovely. Yeah, just, just really respect them. <laughs> They're very brave and, yeah. and awesome people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They're only brave because society is so. Because society's shit. A piece they of shit. Have to Yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. yeah. yeah. Um, they're not like you know going out and doing adventures and shit. I don't know. Like just, I don't know. Most... To go to the shops is like a hardship because people are dickheads.
1: Every trans person I've ever met and known has been a badass. I stand by that. Okay, that's my my <laughs> hardcore opinion.
0: Hardcore. Opinion. <laughs> yeah right we get all the hardcore opinions out oh mike not knowing anything about the situation what do you think about the way that cm punk was treated um
1: i feel like maybe i do know something about this this this, cm punk has come across my radar in the last week and i just can't think of oh
0: interesting
1: (laughs) go on tell me the what's the story with no i want i want
0: i want your I want your takeaway I,
1: I think that uh, while CM Punk was wronged, I think the handling of um, he, she or they uh, was <laughs> uh, could have been better. I think ultimately what it's taught us is that life is complicated and uh, that we have to make the best possible decisions in any given situation.
0: See, I just wanna point out if you ever like receive an apology from someone and it sounds like that, it's not an apology, they don't know what they're apologizing <laughs> for. But it's also completely fucking I'm direct. just making I'm
1: just making up a, a large yellow image I can share on Twitter with uh, with the transcript of what I just said.
0: <laughs> what happened with C What's going on? Thomas was alone With like a little sad face I dread kid.
1: I dread one day Having to do one of those Images with text on um, Because I, I fucked something up so bad <laughs> I've managed to avoid it up to this
0: point But one day it's going to happen When you release your next game And it's like not done yet mm. That's when you can throw up the old message That's when it goes up and it's like Sorry it's nice we released one. a game that wasn't finished But we can't mm. say it was the shareholders And the people at the top but it was them uh, it was definitely them. Lots of love <laughs> to the people who made Cyberpunk, the people who made this, the people who made that, all of this shit. Uh, so, see punk, yes. Um, he's the person that made me fall in love with wrestling. Okay. So, When when wrestling was coming to my uh, hometown of London, England. Shout out to London. Uh, in in they never get shouted out in anything. In two thousand and thirteen. The recognition that uh, deserves. Finally, I know, it's right? such a little undeserved Just Such an undeserved little Soft-spoken
1: place. kind of a city. The kind of city you yeah, can, you can never walk down the street every... and not get barged five times in two minutes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, love it. You, never, you
0: never see it
1: in media. I just wish that England and the UK in general would just put London a bit more at the core of things. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be nice if London yeah. was respected to the level it should be. Yeah. Um,
0: very... Center of stuff as well. There's all this stuff about the north and the west, and the like east all that money never...
1: pumped into the north at all times. And, oh my god! And London left to fend for itself.
0: You know, Relying a while on ago on, I went to a school. You know,
1: Bad business people. To so keep
0: it. A I went and visited a school in the north, yeah. and they had books. Yeah. I walked books. down. Books. I mean, immediately the they were the holding up,
1: and someone said hello
0: to me. It was amazing. Changed <laughs> <you> my life. <laughs> As I was about to say, the books were holding up the concrete pillars that nice. uh, supported the school. Sorry. But um, that sorry. joke's good. I'm sorry for truth. treading in and ruining your joke with Just treading all over it. Just treading this all over have, my.
1: This wouldn't fly on Conan's podcast. He, he's very. good have at have he'd that. Yeah. He'd have edited that.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> Anyway, totally. so yeah I, I watched a it was coming to town and I went oh I've just watched the most recent thing and that recent thing was Wrestlemania which I was aware of through the old cultural osmosis that that's like the big deal mm-hmm. I watched it I watched two matches I went oh, this is kind of fun mm. and then a match came on CM Punk versus The Undertaker and I was just in and I was like this CM Punk guy fucking love him so CM Punk is a wrestler I assumed YouTuber so I'm already doing very well amazing yeah he is a wrestler okay uh Paint he, picture, yeah, what's what he, he what's he look like? Uh <laughs> Well, he's a bit of a skinnier sort of wrestler, covered okay. in tattoos. Gotcha. Uh shaved head, uh-huh. little bit of a little beard sometimes, sometimes just kind of five o'clock shadowy. Okay. Uh mm. his whole thing is he's straight edge. No alcohol, no pills, no nothing. Right. Um lots of steroids imagine. It, no, steroids aren't really done anymore. Do they not? What's the one?
1: Like, what's the one no. that? What's the one now then?
0: Because there is there is a thing people take. Oh, there'll there? be there'll be something, but it's like steroids is like some people do steroids and stuff, but very, like it's not very like 80s. very uh yeah. You retro. don't need to be that big and beefy anymore. That's like, true, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah, yeah you got like CM Punk, who is basically a whippet. You know, okay. you got you got a guy called Darby Allen, who I legitimately. Looks like I could take in a fight, and then he just kills people, and it's great. And I'm like, I'm, yeah, this is nice. I work great. with
1: someone called Alex Darby, and I thought oh very God. briefly my brain wired that image in my head of
0: him in your ass. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, I mean, I did say like, I could take it, but you immediately assumed that I couldn't. So that's nice. Hmm. Um, hmm. But apart from that, yeah. So um, uh, there's, there's been a whole. <laughs> So, CM Punk's story is interesting He was in the WWE mm-hmm. That's when I saw him He did his matches and basically As soon as I started watching wrestling he left uh, He was being he, By his own words He was being badly treated mm-hmm. um, He was sick, he was working injured And he left and he basically Quit wrestling for like Seven or eight years or something Like a long time It was a, it was a long time and this was in like 2014 he just it might be 2014 was the wrestlemania i can't remember now fuck it but he he quit for a long time yeah and then AEW kicks off which is this new promotion that's basically just turned 5 years old if that <laughs> i think like it's 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 new I, it's the one i watch because i think it's kind of a bit more like by wrestlers for wrestlers you know for wrestling fans not yeah. like wwe's a bit more like kid focused now and it's it's you've, they've lost that attitude era uh you know it, it, it's it's now just sort of like you know i was gonna say John Cena. i literally don't know who's there just some people going, ah, we'll hit you with sticks and there's mm-hmm. the guy called roman reigns and we can talk about him for hours um and i, I can't stand him that one um, that that's the
1: guy with the long hair
0: right that's the guy with the long hair from that video that you watched. yes i've watched exactly three yes. videos
1: about wrestling and i, so I do know yeah. who roman reigns is. yeah okay
0: yeah, Roman Reigns is sort of like it's the guy that you know that story of him where it's like everyone hated him and mm-hmm. then he got good. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching WWE at the height of everyone hating him, so I still hate. Him. <laughs> <laughs> You've not had the emotional catharsis
1: of the uh, hero. Art. No,
0: okay, and I I then like <laughs> the last I watched the last WrestleMania, which is the first like WWE content ever because for reasons, a guy called Cody Rhodes, I wanted yeah. to see him beat him. And he, uh, Roman Reigns won, what I really think he shouldn't have done. And I was like, oh, it's this again. It's this You're feeling. that like, Tony Stark seems guy. like a bit
1: of a self-centred prick. I don't think I'll watch any more of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. Why is that kid yeah. always whining about wanting to leave the planet? Why can't he just, like, help with the family business on Tatooine? Why does he have to go somewhere else? <laughs> I'm not watching this nonsense.
0: They need to farm that moisture for fuck's sake. That's it, they're farming moisture. Uh, yeah. Love That's it. the... Yeah, uh, anyway. So, yeah, Anyway, right, right. Punk leaves, comes back to AEW, mm. right? After a few years of AEW being a thing, yeah. Punk comes back. The guy who runs AEW is a guy called Tony Khan, who is uh, basically a wrestling fanboy whose dad's a multi-multi-billionaire. Um, and Tony Khan himself is pretty fucking rich and essentially uh, he's like he's like me he's just a big muck for some of these wrestlers mm. and one of them is CM Punk. Um, one year ago to the day CM Punk became champion. okay now when CM Punk first arrived at AEW, it was all very much cheering. It's one of the loudest pops when his music hit it was just a fucking great time. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. One year ago today he became champion. And he did a press conference after winning the championship where he basically just was like an abusive husband to Tony Khan the entire time. Oh. And was just slagging him off and saying that everybody in the locker room is clowns and all this shit. And it wasn't like in the kayfabe, it wasn't in the story. He was just being a bit of a prick. We mm. then find out that later on that day, he gets into a physical fight backstage with the elite, which is uh, the Young Bucks, Nick and Matt Jackson... Uh, and the greatest wrestler in the world, Kenny Omega. Um, what's and I assume that's a big no-no all... in wrestling, right? To have a
1: fight that's actually a real fight. Because obviously people yeah. want to stay in shape and,
0: and stay ready to fight. And also, you know,
1: we're at work bunny, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a workplace. You don't <laughs> fight people at your workplace. Let me write that also, down. Also, having... Re- yeah, write that down. You've already made that. <laughs> Send it to Activision. Um, <laughs> There's real... <laughs> There's real... Yeah, don't have a real fight over fake fights. Yeah, Seems to be, like, the smart thing. Makes sense. But he fought with the... Yeah, he fought with the elite, like, it's a whole fucking thing. It was this investigation. He was suspended for ages, but he was also injured. So he went away for, like, nine months or something. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, it's called All Elite Wrestling, because the elite were the people who started the fucking thing.
1: Oh, so these are, like, the main guys?
0: These are, like, the main guys.
1: Yeah, he and CM Punk was kind of, of punch on my
0: nose. It's like walking Nintendo and punching Mario in the fucking face <laughs> backstage. <laughs> like,
1: okay,
0: it's not even like in a match. This was this happened backstage. No, I
1: understand. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Was this was
0: just a physical camera, fight backstage. For real, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was this big fucking deal for a long time. But mm. CM Punk is like the number one shirt seller. He's a huge draw. He's a massive name, right? He's quite a rebellious figure, hence his name. Um, he once did a promo that's called The Pipe Bomb, where he got on a mic and basically said that the the WWE wasn't going to be any good until Vince McMahon was dead, and even <laughs> then it was still going to be shit. It basically carried on yeah. on that thing until they turned the microphone off on him, which was probably scripted, but I still think he probably pushed it a bit further than he should have done. Yeah. So, CM Punk then returns after like nine months or so, to his own brand new show that they've made, because AEW is like the wrestling brand, and it has two show, two main shows: Dynamite, which is on Wednesdays, and Rampage, which is on Fridays. They gave him his own show called Collision, where he was like the face of it, mm. so he didn't have to even spend time with the elite or be in the same building as them. Right? This just to become, separate the guy. He just to it. literally, yeah. Basically, they soft separate the entire roster. Because this guy is just getting into fights with fucking people. Yeah. Um, And it's, but but we get a little bit of story that, uh, as soon as he comes back, he's shit talking all of the wrestlers. Mm
1: -hmm. Like all of
0: the elite. He calls like loads of names and shit when he's got the mic. At one point he calls out Adam Page to fight him, who's one of the elite. Uh, And Adam Page doesn't come out because he's not there. And then he's like, oh, look, he's a coward. He didn't come out. Which is like a big fucking no no when it comes to storytelling. You don't do that shit. You make the wrestler look weak. You're supposed to build people up. You're supposed to go, oh, I'm gonna kick your ass, but you're actually really strong, so it's gonna be hard. That's kind of the vibe you wanna go yeah, for. Yeah, you rise, like, rise up the narrative of all the characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're the best, but I'm better. That's how you make yeah, yeah, yeah. good wrestling. That's <laughs> that's why Yeah, anyway. Makes sense. Um so, yeah, so he's doing this whole thing. About a week or two ago We have this uh, uh, an incident backstage at Collision because apparently he's been sort of kicking people off of this show. He he's not running, but he's sort of fucking is. (laughs) It's weird. It's kind of it's he's been given his own playground and he's Mm -hmm. still doing shit. There's a guy called uh, Jungle Boy, right? It's a it's a young kid. He's one of the young ones and he goes around in a loincloth. He's just turned into a bad guy, so he's ditched the loincloth, and now he's going by his real name of Jack Perry. He's Luke Perry's son. Oh, okay. React to Luke Perry. Yeah,
1: I know Luke Perry. Uh, which
0: is a bizarre thing. Um, to quote uh, a wrestler who was on commentary about a year ago, if you have a problem with uh, Jack Perry, you're probably the problem. Uh, CM Punk said that, and then ignored his own words, uh, because Jack Perry wanted to do something with real Glass in the ring or something Putting somebody through a car would be most likely Like push, like, th- Or being thrown onto a, a car windshield Or having it showering It's a cool looking thing uh, mm. Punk said yeah. no and apparently sent him home uh, And so Yeah that's a, that's You know a thing that apparently he's allowed to do It's uh, The thing about wrestling right Is it's all fucking like high school whispers backstage <sighs> Like you never actually know what's really going on Like things get leaked but, like, not a huge amount. But that's the thing. I assume uh, anyway, it's kind of like being a fan ago, of
1: video games. Like, you hear the leaks every yeah. now and again, but ultimately most of it is kept yeah. secret. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which is, I apparently, it's just all the things I like. <laughs> I like secrets <laughs> to be kept. <laughs> but a week ago, uh, AW did Wembley. 81,035 people. Their biggest show ever. Fuck the train strikes, I couldn't go. But I did watch it at home. Very good saying? show. Yeah. yeah. I think it was actually going to broadcast on ITV, like... ITV4 or something which is where AEW is but they still managed to fill an 80,000 venue. Damn. Very impressive. Very good show. Uh, the opening match CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. It's a pretty good match. Bit of a weak finish. Um, before that match though because it's the opening match but they do like a pre-show which is free. You watch it on YouTube and then you can get the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, the first pre-show match is Jungle Boy Jack Perry uh, versus this guy called Hook who's fucking incredible. Um, he's, the, he's this like he looks like an absolute fuckboy, but he's just. It's cool. It's weird. It's a weird. It's a great look. And his dad's like the, the guy on commentary, Taz, who's like a really famous wrestler. Big fucking deal. Um, it's like properly in the family and everything. Oh, that's cool. So they had uh, it
1: commentated by like a family, by in that situation, by a family member. In that situation, yeah. It's that's the. Fun. It's
0: Taz is the guy. It's a nice thing. Um, so when drama. like. Yeah, it really does, because Taz is great, and I love Taz on commentary. Yeah. Um, but when. So. During the match, a limo. Jack Perry arrives in a limo, and of course, during the course of the match, uh, he gets put through the windshield of the, the window because this is a pay per view. This is CM Punk's domain. It's the thing he wanted to do. That's um, why you get a limo. when he
1: yeah if you're making a wrestling
0: show. That's yeah. why you get a limo. Yeah, he he knocks on the glass mid as he's a, as he's about to throw somebody through it. He knocks on the glass mm. of the limo, mm. looks into the the camera, and says, "Real glass, cry me a River." Uh, which is a little bit of shit-talking, but it's, you know, it's a little bit of shit-talking. That's absolutely fine. You go, oh, that was the dirt sheet thing. Oh, and as fans, you go, oh, I see what you're doing there. Uh, CM Punk lost his shit. Uh, When Jack Perry got backstage, apparently there was a physical altercation between the two of them. Uh, Punk did some bad shit. Uh, We don't know the extent of the details about it, but apparently he lost his shit. Uh, Monitors may have been thrown around. Uh, Apparently he went for Tony Khan the boss as well Because he thinks he's untouchable, right? This guy thinks he's untouchable But ended up he had like multiple altercations that day And so coming out of this literal biggest ever paid attendance to a wrestling show ever All the news was CM Punk's done something dodgy backstage again CM Punk's done something dodgy Mm -hmm. backstage again And Punk has been, he just thinks he's ludicrously untouchable Um, And he's more than happy to dish it out But he can't fucking take it at this point We don't know why We don't know what's going on Again he was wrestling in front of 80,000 people He's been given his own show His first bullshit thing was when he won the titles The day he won the big title To the point where he now has a copy of that title That he spray painted an X over To cover out the E in all elite wrestling That's on the middle of it Uh, And he says he's the real world champion and it's just been a baffling cavalcade of fuckery uh and yesterday they announced they fired him and everyone in the wrestling community kind of went oh okay like we get it but we literally did not think this was ever coming we just because they've been bending over backwards so much for him mm. so much for this one guy that it's like you're actually surprised like, oh, that, okay. he, that he got his uh yeah his Co- come up and- considering because Wembley sort of like was a special event the next proper pay-per-view is tonight uh oh, which damn. CM Punk I believe was going to be the main event of going up against Ricky Starks mm. um and it was going to be Punk as the main event for his belt which he definitely wasn't going to lose to Ricky Starks um and it's in Chicago, which is a very rough sort of place to do a wrestling show, especially when Chicago is CM Punk's hometown, where he debuted, where he did everything. It's he's, the CM probably stands for Chicago Made. Uh, he, Chicago loves him so. And last night was the show, is what they do, like a, a TV, they do the Saturday show, and then they got the pay per view in the same arena. Yeah. Uh, last night, I'd say the majority of the shirts were CM Punk shirts, and this was two hours after they announced they'd fired him. And that I we I I was had to I was like I have to watch this like I just have to see how they handle this situation because mm. normally backstage shit like this they don't talk about it <clears throat> yeah and they just kind of let it slide um, but no the show starts right at the front Tony Khan with a microphone and a pre-recorded bit where he says yeah Punk's gone uh, he's been fired with cause
1: yeah
0: um so he's gone uh, that's why that's happening anyway enjoy the show
1: yeah.
0: And he probably came out and said it. And that's... But because because this happened in Wembley, there's fucking CCTV everywhere. Like, it's been caught on tape. And they're comfortable enough getting rid of him and then going on TV and saying, fuck this guy. And it's just this such an incredible downfall for seven years ago when he left. You know, these last... The CM Punk chants have been everywhere. Like, people just... If they're if a match is boring, then people start chanting CM Punk. In Chicago, even if they're enjoying the match, they'll be chanting CM Punk. Like, mm. it has always been sort of... He's one of, like, the main cornerstones of wrestling. And in the space of this last year, he has just completely obliterated his own career several times over. And
1: legacy and memory
0: and... Everything. Yeah. All of it. It's just gone. And there's no... It's just... Like, wrestling has had some people who really take their legacy. Uh, In some case, (laughs) to fucking bad levels. Hey, Chris Benoit. Um, oh Jesus Christ! That's a story for another day. Um, but uh, actually, I'll tell you now. Uh, <laughs> the, Chris Benoit was a mm. fucking what uh, was one again one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. He died. He just died. Like he just fucking one uh, day sure. the news just came through. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, and people like he's like in his forties or shit. And people are like, oh my God, that's fucking insane. What the fuck? So Raw is in the middle of the WWE show is in the middle of doing this like tribute show to him. When it kind of gets like pulled halfway mm-hmm. through, mm-hmm. Uh, because it turns out he's not the only one dead in his house. Uh, his kid and his wife have oh, no. also been killed by him. It's one of those. Um, it's one of those. They did scan his. They did a brain scan, scan of his of his body, and it found out his brain was like fucked up from basically endless chair shots and steroids. It was roid rage, um, which is it kind of. In a in a weird way is like responsible for wrestling being so clean now because that really was a wake up call for a lot of people. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's a, it's a wrestling's had some there's like literally a TV show called Dark Side of the Ring which is like it goes through some of the absolute fucking bullshit that's gone on in wrestling. Yeah. Uh and there's going to be a Punk episode. It won't be as bad as Chris Benoit, that's how you get rid of your legacy. I mean they literally don't talk about him anymore. Like he's vanished. He's Neither. not in footage. He's airbrushed out. Like, he's gone. Um, Which makes sense. Hulk Hogan was for a while when he did all that racist shit. But I think they would have forgiven him by now. <laughs> but yeah, it's... um, Yeah, it's kind of... it's kind man. In fact, actually, on Wrestler Deaths, last week, or maybe two weeks ago now, a, a very popular wrestler died at 36? 38 or something? Damn. Just... Complete a guy called um, uh, William Rotund or something. William mm. Rotunda. Um, the Bray Wyatt is what he was known as in the in the way of in the the wrestling thing, and it was like really just complete out of nowhere. Like he used to be in a stable with a guy called Brody Lee, and that guy died like two years ago. He died in the middle of the COVID pandemic. He got a lung thing. Mm. Um, did Brody Lee middle of the pandemic? He's TNT champion at AEW. Doing a great run of stuff, running this thing called The Dark Order. He gets a fucking lung issue, and they go, it's COVID. We're in the COVID pandemic, it's COVID. They don't really look into it properly, it's not COVID. Fucking kills him in a couple of weeks. Jesus. Which is just fucking nuts. Uh, Bray Wyatt died because he had a fucking heart attack, because he got COVID, and COVID weakened his heart. To the point where he was super fucking susceptible to things like heart attacks. And he was taken easy, he was cleared to be back in the ring. And like weeks before he came back in the ring, just heart attack gone. I bet there's get a lot of vaccines is what I'm trying to say. I bet there's a lot of
1: athletes who are paying very careful attention to that stuff. Cause it does have a permanent yeah. impact on you, doesn't it? And, uh, it
0: does. I mean, I yeah. was reading today that the, the, um, the long COVID could be micro blood clots in the brain mm. that might get bigger.
1: That's not good.
0: Uh, and they're like, anticoagulants should be able to to alleviate the symptoms of it because long COVID is a as somebody with a fucking fatigue illness. I know how much fatigue and brain fog suck. Yeah. Um. But like, they're like, it's it's a, it's it could be fixed with anticoagulant. So there's like an actual potential cure for long COVID now. Um. But yeah, don't fuck with COVID. Like this 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 Christmas is gonna suck for COVID and people getting COVID. Like I just fucking know it is because mm. it's just it's kind of vanished for a bit. It's gonna do its little sneaky thing there.
1: Have you had um, it yet? Yeah,
0: but anyway, nope, not once. Mm. I used to dodge it several times. I've had it um, twice,
1: but that's because I do so much travel for work. It's
0: always when I yeah, travel. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I stay here. Yeah, I, I was weird for like a year and a half. I didn't go to a fucking shop. Okay. <laughs> I like just had everything delivered and dropped off at the door because I mean yeah. I've got chronic fatigue. So if I got sick, it's sick for a long time for oh, me. Bad, like, yeah. um, I just yeah. didn't want to do that, you know. Uh, and then long COVID was like, oh, it just makes you really fatigued forever. And I'm like, oh, please, dear God, no, not more. Don't put more of that on. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, if you've got liver problems, it, it really is affecting you. And there's me with liver problems going, oh, for sake. Yeah. But all, everything that I had, it was like, yeah, but you're not on like the super risky list. So you can wait to get your jab. Bastards of fucking... Butt. I'm going to try and get another jab this Christmas, uh, this winter. Well, I ended up getting I,
1: my I, I my Top, top up. Top up. I, yeah, I ended up going, because in America, you can just walk into a pharmacy and just get a top-up, and could for a long yeah. time, so I ended up just doing that.
0: Um, I think you can in this country, like, you can pay you you can can do it now, for it now, can't you? Now,
1: I yeah, no, no, no in yeah, the yeah, States I it, was, it. it was super early, because I, I, I caught it for a second time, like, a couple of weeks after getting that jab. And it was actually genuinely, like, not too bad uh, a case of it that yeah. time. The first time I had it was really bad. The second time, not so much. I think it was genuinely yeah. probably only as okay as it was because I've had that jab a, a bit before. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jabs, saving lives, man. Fuck Fucking love vaccines. Oh, put them all in me. Just I get stuff. sick with the vaccine, though. 24 hours I'm out for. Yeah. Like, I, I remember six that hours after, I'm swam. like, Ooh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, feeling a bit, feeling a bit unwell, mm. and then just, bam, 24 hours, I'm just so sick, I can barely like breathe or think yeah. or anything, and I'm just there going, oh my god, I'm so warm, and then after 24 hours, I just, it's just fine. Well,
1: that's better than COVID, I can I'm tell like, yeah, you from uh, from experience. That's better than COVID. So yeah, probably, probably yeah, can make that's the right love.
0: choice. Gay jabs, people. That's what i are trying to say here. And don't be an arrogant prick at work. Don't fight your colleagues, right? Just quit. Like, I think there's leave.
1: one situation where it's okay to fight your colleagues.
0: If you are a professional boxer. No, if uh, your colleagues... <laughs> if you're a boxer, don't fight them.
1: If you are... I'm just going to push past that. I would say it's okay yep. to fight your colleagues if you're trying to save the world and Superman uh-huh. is being a bit of a deep about it.
0: <laughs>
1: that's that's yeah. my hot take.
0: Or the same sort of situation but it's Garrett or Riviera.
1: No, that's fine. That's a uh, that's yeah. fine.
0: Oh, that's fine, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, well, as <laughs> it's long the as long the Starch, t- is it? we
1: are talking post series three, Geralt of Riviera, right? Because that's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. that's just a. Uh, I haven't. I watched The Witcher. I watched one episode. It's like, ah, oh, I could just uh, play games I, right he's now. He's been recast.
1: That was the joke I was doing. Um,
0: yeah, I'm. A, I'm aware by one of the Helmsworth. One of the fourteen Helmsworth. I think it's Helmsworth. number there are. six, I believe. Okay. The sixth
1: iteration Jim. of Hemsworth. I don't know. Jim Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, Dan?
0: Mission Impossible Fallout? are we gonna, we're actually going to talk about that, but is it?
1: I think at the we're hour mark, it's things. probably time to start talking about
0: it, yeah. We've only been talking for half an hour, though, on the yeah. day. Yeah. We haven't, t- haven't talked about Starfield yet. I mean, all right, we'll do Mission Impossible first, then. Uh, I've only just literally finished watching it, just yeah. before this podcast. It was fucking great time.
1: It's a lot of fun, isn't
0: it? What a fun... What a what a fun film. I don't think mm-hmm. it was my favourite. I think 4 is still my... Yep. 2 is like the campy kind of favourite and then 4 was the one that made me go, oh shit, that was really... that was a great film. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah. I, I must admit, this one, on. I it needs a rewatch for me because it took me up until quite a long way into the film when I realised, oh, that's the guy with the glasses from the last film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't clock that when, when Benji was like, oh he stuck a bomb on my chest I was like, oh my god, that happened to you twice Didn't get it <laughs> Didn't get it
1: <laughs>
0: I thought they couldn't get the old actor back I was like, oh he must be like the guy who was secretly I must have missed a bit, but no, it was the same guy He just wasn't wearing glasses and had different hair Which to somebody with face blindness uh, Essentially might as well just recast him at that point I don't fucking know Maybe, maybe <laughs> they did, I didn't actually check I was like, I don't, I don't remember that name Is that a name I should remember? I watched this film a week ago um, but yeah, so he, that was the, in your defense. Uh, yeah, this is a,
1: the first movie where like continuity actually seems like it's relevant.
0: Well, they've mentioned his wife a few times. I see his wife in a few of them. That's
1: true. I'd say this this one yeah. feels like an installment, though, rather than I would say up till now, because this is the same. This is our first Mission Impossible movie from a returning director. Yeah. So I think at this point you're you're locked into a story that this guy's telling you basically. Um, yeah. So yeah.
0: And I like that though, because as much as it's all Syndicate and Blinder and the Apostles and all these names for things, I'm like, nah, I can't remember how any of this goes together. Just tell me who the bad guy is. Oh, it's him. All right, cool. That's all I need. I don't need that shit. But yeah, it's all all that shit's still going on, and the guys getting revoked. Was he the one in the last film? What was the last film? Ghost Nation, Rogue rogue nation what the fuck are these rogue nation yeah it's like "Eh, either of those are names of films um yeah i i yeah i didn't recognize him and it took me a long time i was like oh hang on a second is this supposed to be that guy that's good stuff um yeah i must admit that there you could definitely tell the series is i'm glad they're winding this series down because this was the one where i was like, okay. I feel like you've tried to play a trick on me that you've done before, and I've spied it this time, and that means this scene in the hospital is falling flat. Mm. Because I'm like, I know where you're going. I know you've faked it. I was like, it would be really fun to have a story where, like, these three fucking bombs go off. Um, But, like... No fucking film studio is gonna let that happen. I think <laughs> it's, it's, I genuinely
1: think that that is a side effect of you watching them in such quick succession. Because if you, because okay. yeah, I, be yeah. I definitely, I definitely watched this movie, and the movie's called Fallout. So like, yeah, I was watching that scene. I was like, they're not like you. Still, you're still, you know, it's Mission Impossible. So you're like, no, they'll they'll do masks. They'll do masks. But there is that moment yeah. of like, they're not because it goes on just long enough. Where you're like, they're not actually yeah. going to do this, are they? Um, and given uh, how ridiculous this world is going to continue to go, it's not as ridiculous as you might expect that yeah. they do something like that, in it. So yeah, I was. Uh, I remember the first time I watched it, like being, being like, no, not going to happen. And then as that drags on, now watching it uh, again, I was, it was, it's obvious. Like you're like, oh no, this is very obvious, yeah. but. Yeah, I think I think maybe yeah. you just seen them play that card like a few weeks in a row, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. can
0: card they like? I mean, they still bow me with the same fucking mask reveal later on uh, mm. in the cavern scene where there's like everything somebody says is a twist. i yeah. I I came away from that scene going, I fuck, what's happening now?
1: <laughs> yeah. <You're laughs> like, Who what, get... what, what? What? Yeah. Yeah
0: he's a bad guy. He's him. He's you over there. You're in the CIA FBI. And like, <laughs> I would say um, this is the one where it gets too plotty.
1: And I do think that's something they solve in the next one. Yeah. in This one, it gets a little, it disappears a little bit into its own plot. And there's a reason for that messiness, um, which we'll get into in a bit. Cause I think it's time to tell you this, yeah. the cool secret about these last couple of movies that you don't know.
0: Um, No, tell me the cool secret about these last movies that I don't know. They're improv. They're improv. So Chris McQuarrie
1: uh, wrote, I believe he wrote, did he write on Ghost Protocol? I would have to double check that on IMDb, but he writes and directs Rogue Nation onwards. And basically he's of the opinion that you come up with the cool moments and scenes you want to do. And then you shoot it in a way that l- gives you options later. And they basically, I think with Rogue Nation, they they started shooting it without a script. And then they liked that approach enough that this film was entirely made up, kind of, as they went along. And the new one that's that... come out recently is wildly... Um, made up on the spot like there's there's characters and scenes that they hadn't they didn't know who the antagonist of the new movie was when they started shooting uh-huh. it
0: <laughs> so that's right just just want to say as a writer i hate that shit uh it's what <laughs> it's, it drives no, me insane i can't imagine doing that
1: you genuinely you need to at some point you should listen to um chris McQuarrie's done like a series of interviews
0: yeah, you um, said it's like four hours long or fucking nine they hours. They are it's genuinely so
1: fascinating because the process... I've not heard of anyone else having this process and this approach, which is basically, yeah, we just kind of start shooting and follow where the fun stuff is and, and make it up Well, as we I go. mean, I,
0: we've literally done a podcast on someone with that approach and his name was Chris Chibnall on the lesson about that for better. Well, okay, no one's successful then. <laughs> I think it's one of... Uh, it's expect- somewhat intentional, I think, is the, the difference. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, this this one's is intentional. They,
1: they, have, they have made that the approach they take. And I think it's one of those things that probably only works if you have the one last movie star in the world in your movie. Like yeah. I think that's probably a part of it, like, yeah. financially.
0: Alec Baldwin.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> but weirdly,
1: it set them up to have, in my opinion, one of like the best movies made during COVID because they were already... A production process that didn't really that had to be very uh reactive so yeah it's the it's the it's the 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 new one is the it's the covid movie that looks least like a covid movie because they just kind of figured it out as they went um but yeah so so it was an interesting one i didn't want to color these last two movies for you and it's interesting because i because i knew about the process i definitely was like well these feel like they're kind of thrown together it's not something you commented on ever like it's definitely they do have the feel of a tightly structured thriller but yeah there's yeah there's ridic it's it's worth listening to as you say as a writer it's like the worst way to write a story if you don't have the yeah. resources and space to do it well but they're making yeah. it work and it's kind of wild
0: That is incredibly fucking wild to me, and I would never have noticed it.
1: Watch them again at some point, because it is interesting watching with that in mind, because you start to go, oh, they didn't know what the next scene of this movie was going to be when they shot this scene. Um, You just start noticing that people speak in very general terms, and whenever they're talking about (laughs) the specifics of a plot, it's an ADR line where they've got, like, the back of their head or whatever, and there's so much stuff like that, where you're like, oh, this is so... (laughs) but they pull it off. It's, it's great. And what it gives them is it gives them the freedom to kind of figure it out as they go. And I would say that's one of the strengths is I think they are very good crowd pleaser, pleaser, very good crowd pleaser movies, these ones that they are definitely chasing what's working. And they're definitely kind of leaning into what they know the audience is going to be responding well to. They also play test their movies to a great extent. So all of that kind of focus Mm -hmm. testing and reshoots, Massive amounts of that. And that seems to also kind of give that kind of crowd-pleasery thing. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. And then there's the other... There's the incredibly historically important thing about this movie, which is this movie is the reason um, Henry Cavill has CGI lips in Justice League. um, (laughs) Which is...
0: It just made Justice League funnier. Like, that's the... Long and short sure of it, isn't it, basically. Yeah, I I I I love Henry Cavill. I I must admit, like I'll watch anything. I think he was a great Superman.
1: I think he's I, really I, good in this. Like I will. I have you seen Man from Uncle?
0: No, I have not.
1: So it's somewhat tempered now by the fact that the other lead of that movie is Army Hammer. Um I have
0: no idea that person is, but uh, I'm don't guessing I'm glad him. I don't. don't
1: Google him and watch okay. that movie, and you'll have a lovely time. And you'll be like, "This guy's cool. This is a cool movie. This is just a fun <laughs> action movie." I wonder why they'd make a sequel to this movie, and then you're allowed to Google. Um, but no, you'd like if you yeah if you like a if you like a strong Henry Cavill performance. I'd say Man from Uncles, possibly his most fun role, and it's him with uh, an English yeah. accent as well, which is something he doesn't usually do in films. Very rarely see him do his actual accent.
0: See, I've always, I've always got in my mind, like if you want to make games properly mainstream, you do a film 2000 with Jonathan Ross style show about him, starring Henry Cavill in a tux, sitting in a fancy chair in like a lodge, going, <laughs> "Hi everyone, I'm Henry Cavill. Let's talk about video games." That's what, that's what I want because he's a big fucking nerd, and I think he'd be great for that role. He'd love doing that, and I think that's how you make video games mainstream. There you go. I've solved the video game industry for you, Mike. I
1: think video games are mainstream. It's just not necessarily the kinds of video games that people who identify as gamers would like to be mainstream. Um,
0: well, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, Candy Crush, yeah, is the most played game ever. I would assume at this point. It's up there. It's got to be right, and it's 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 hateful. Uh, that's my <laughs> problem. Like, I want, <laughs> I want. I want Henry Cavill to tell me about indie games on BBC fucking 2 at 10pm. Mm. That's what I want. And I'll just see yeah, there with a glass of wine just being like, hi, let's talk about video games. And I'm like, yes, Henry. <laughs> let's that let's would talk about be video the, games.
1: That, would, that show would be watched. That would that would have the potential to be kind of like Top Gear where there's a large portion of the audience who watch it but don't actually care yeah. about the, subs, the, the subject matter.
0: Yep. Don't give a fuck about cars like watch your idiots fuck around. Well, wow, yeah. I like James May. <laughs> James May, I like so much. I'll put up with Clarkson and the other one. Um, mm. Can't remember his name. Small, uh, Richard Hammond. Richard Hammond. There it is. Who That's I now nice. know
1: mainly as like a person occasionally referred to in Alan Partridge media. Um, <laughs> third season of uh, of his show drops uh, a couple of days ago and was awesome.
0: Wait, third series of what now? From the Oast House. Oh god, I thought you were about to say this uh, this time. I was like, wait, there's a new series of this time. No, you gotta get you gotta get onto from the Oast
1: House, mate. You gotta you gotta get into that. It's brilliant. It's I do. He's 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 he's, he's invented podcasting Dan <laughs> He's a pioneer.
0: I'm so excited. I big I it. it's big gotta, lore yeah.
1: implications. Big big lore Ooh, implications shit. in the third series. It's it's exciting
0: it's a very good time <laughs> to
1: be an Alan Partridge fan
0: when isn't it Steve is a national treasure have you ever seen the outtakes from this time I'm not sure it's, I have it's uh, they're on YouTube is the, it the him breaking character or he, does he stare yeah. Alan Partridge oh yeah he breaks character a lot <laughs> I need to watch that and you can tell that there's like I'm, it's weird it is weird because you go oh my god look there's Steve Coogan I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: did quite like. Yeah, what I'm was not... his movie? He did a movie about, um, like him play him playing like a. He was like the boss of like Primark, and oh my, I can't remember now. He was on an island during a party, and that he was good. in. I can't remember what it's called was
0: Robert Downey Jr doing blackface cuz I'm aware what movie that was what he was in that's different Ireland. movie it's a different movie okay
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah i i uh, i yeah i like alan i I like the Alan Partridge film as well with the old uh uh thingy colmeen colmeen
1: i've seen that I've film that quite film. a Quite a few times now. It's a bit of a comfort movie for me. I, I, yeah, yeah, I do, I do love Alan Partridge. I
0: <gasps> Alan Partridge podcast. That's what we need to do from the beginning. All of it in order.
1: Uh, don't don't go back to the early stuff. It hasn't aged amazingly Early stuff. Early stuff. Never go back to the. Don't go yeah. don't go back to uh, yeah. the uh, the first show. No, it's not. Yeah. not not aged fantastically. Um... Uh,
0: speaking of not aged fantastically. Yeah, I have been uh, re-watching... Because I was watching the original series, but I'm tired, so I've stopped watching that. Uh, and I've started instead watching Robot Wars from the beginning. Uh, and mm. it is... Because that first series is hard to get through, because none of the robots appear to have weapons. <laughs> like, at all. And Clarkson is a fucking dreadful host. He is a dreadful dreadful host I forgot that, that he
1: hosted it initially
0: he did the first season and literally Craig Charles at the start of series 2 has so much energy and love and it's just like the show is just completely different speed like they edit it faster the show becomes faster even though the same amount of shit's happening because Craig Charles is giving it that energy and the editors are following that energy mm-hmm. And it's, now the robot stealth weapons are only fucking serious too. Like, there's like one or two weapons you get. But Craig Charles is just giving it the, because Clarkson was like, whoa, what great metal carnage, whoa, Clarkson, Ugh. um And it, I mean, like, there's not, it's just like two boxes, like, it's like watching dustbins in the wind. Like, it's not really, <laughs> <laughs> it's not really much going on. And, they, and then uh, uh, Craig comes out and he's just like, how's a bit crap, Oh up. And the Clarkson's making like there's an audience of mostly kids, and Clarkson's making like sex jokes and stuff, and I'm like, oh Jesus fuck, Jesus Clarkson, you need to leave this show behind, thank you.
1: He's uh, yeah, wars. unfortunately, never ever created any controversy ever again.
0: So, yep, he's um, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's about if uh, if you if you want to watch robot wars, there is a streaming service that is only streaming robot wars. Basically, it's fantastic. And I am in love with it. It's called Mech Plus. Mech And you can plus. watch Robot Wars. Mech Plus. It's got Robot Wars. It's got stuff like techno games on there. It's got like just random robot building things and James May doing stuff. It's my kind of shit. Mm. Um, and it's. But they've remastered Robot Wars in HD. Of course That's they have. Of
1: course and they have. And I'm like.
0: And I'm rewatching it. I'm like, this is. You can see like the fishing wire dragging some of these robots out. Was, the was, like,
1: was Robot Wars like. Filmed on, on on film. Have they re? I don't it? know.
0: There's no way they know. On film. No, I'm probably assuming they've upscaled it, but they've done an incredibly fucking good job. Yeah. I think so. It's weird because there's there's every now and then you get because I was looking through like skimming through like some episodes. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, and sometimes like the graphics are different to how they were broadcast okay or like they'll be just like a a little bit like missing or something that's not there or something changed so they basically they've re they've got like the original footage and are re-putting on these hd graphics over the top of it Mm. uh like but the title sequence is now fully hd i'm like did you redo that like how did you what's going on
1: this is like this is my thing of if i ever found myself with like a meg if i ever accidentally make minecraft DS9's game yeah. remastered.
0: I was literally about to say, I've got the exact same thing. Like, there is, there's a certain amount of money. I'm like, okay, look, we need to get DS9 remastered. <laughs> so go, people,
1: should go, the buy my, people go buy next generation games, and
0: Dan's books, and one
1: day DS9 will get remastered. <laughs> but like, I, yeah, I don't. Um, I, I'm surprised. I bet that's. I bet it's something similar. I bet there's someone who just really freaking loved Robot Wars. And yeah, and have the resources. But I, I also I think with a lot of this stuff, it's going to become superfluous soon enough. Like with AI, where it is with the with the upscaling. Like I wouldn't be shocked if in a few years, it's you can upscale stuff so quickly and easily that it just becomes a generic default kind of
0: thing yeah. that is done. Click a button, res it up. Yeah,
1: yeah. like it's ridiculous when you i saw i was watching someone's done some stuff from voyager because i think voyager was the first show they shot digitally so there's there's no there's no film for them to to remaster from um and someone had done like an ai pass on that and just yeah genuinely looks exceptionally clean um it's not never gonna match actual film obviously but like solid like you watch it um
0: yeah that stuff's coming watch it i've i've watched it in sd mate (laughs) i'm watching anything
1: I need to. I need yeah, to I mean, Voyager honestly, a rewatch at some point. I need to go back to Voyager because
0: uh, I I did a rewatch like last year or something, and it's pretty okay. Well, it's I, not as terrible as humor-y. you remember yeah. You just have to be aware that in most episodes they'll find a faster way home and then they can't take it because there's like a downside. But the downside isn't because actually. Because the they find the fix for downside and then they ignore it. I um I quite liked the there was uh the
1: the I think I mentioned this on the show before, but the uh, the autobiography. The Jane Way autobiography that came yeah, out. Yeah, we
0: talked about that. Yeah, that was good. I got them over there. The three of them. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh! We've just stumbled onto Star Trek, see that that means uh, It's Time so? to talk about Starfield. Ah, oh, god damn it. I enjoyed Starfield. <laughs> I am. It's weird. It's a weird little game. As soon as he got that seven out of ten from IGN, I was like, "Fucking, here we go!" I am excited. I think GameSpot as well, like, right? I think GameSpot just recently yeah. got seven out of ten. As well, yeah, and I totally get it. I totally get it because it is not an open world game. It's Bethesda's first not open world game,
1: which actually which makes is... me more interested in it because I only... yeah. the enormity was honestly putting me off.
0: Yeah, there's no enormity. It feels tiny. It's so every planet. Mm-hmm. You can go down to any place, whatever. And you know, you can go down to specific <coughs> places where there's guaranteed to be a thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Or you can just go anywhere and it'll tell you kind of what minerals are gonna be in that area and sort of is it as a ocean mountain. Planets have different shit. if the planet's got water, it's gonna have snow on the mountains and stuff like that. It's really nice. It's not just like monobiomes. Yeah. Um it's a it's a good sort of unless it's like dead then it's dead all the way over you know sure. you're not gonna get away from that but you're not going like um, it a forest
1: world or whatever it's not star wars logic yeah
0: yeah yeah it's not star wars logic yeah if you've got a forest world there's gotta be water there's gotta be you know all this sort of shit It's going yeah. um it is you go to these and you could land anywhere and you get like a fallout 4 skyrim sized bit of map that you just could randomly run around mm-hmm. and there'll be a few things marked on your blippers that you can go to and you could be like, oh, there's a there's a structure over there, or there's a, a natural something over there, and you could just run in that direction. After about thirty minutes of running, you'll hit a dead end, and it's like, no, that's as far as you can go. So you can't go all the way around a planet. You have a little randomly generated square that's randomly generated based on all the information about that little bit that you've clicked on. Mm. Uh, and then if you go somewhere else, if you go to like three or four on a planet, like the, they start deleting. So you can only have like four places you can land on a planet and then you start going to new ones. Right. So it's kind of like infinitely regeneratable content if you want it there. Makes sense. But that's only on these little individual worlds where there's kind of like nothing in between. Mm. Um and I like the nothing. Like I am a big fan of going in No Man's Sky and walking across like nothing for a while. It's just nice. Yeah. But I don't know why. I just don't like people, I think. Mm. Being on the moon's great. There's no fucking people on the moon. And it's just, you know, you'll stumble across stuff and it's kind of that. And so instead of it being like really tight and lots of exploration and lots of finding little things, you can't go three feet without falling over a law or, you know, a building to go in with stories and loot and all that sort of shit. It's a lot more sort of spread out, but you know where it all is. So there's no exploration because it's all marked on your map. Mm. You just are going to a place that you know for a fact is going to have something there and then you go to it. Um, if you're in space You are in the area of space That is outside that planet or moon So if there's a th- I think they said there's, there's like a thousand planets and moons in the game There's also a thousand squares of space For you to fly around
1: But It's not continuous you It's can't, not like you could
0: just fly yeah, out
1: of the solar sorry. system And go somewhere else
0: No you can't fly to a different planet You can't even fly to the planet you're orbiting You have to select it and do stuff If you're, if you're stood on a planet and you want to go to another planet that's in a different fucking solar system mm-hmm. that you have already been to? You can just fast travel from one to the other, no space necessary.
1: Oh, okay. So we're There's, not even doing. You have to go back to your ship and then you know go yeah. to a map screen from your ship. It's like literally open the menu mm-hmm. and teleport yourself to another planet. Okay.
0: Yes, it's it's like. It's like having a, a TARDIS or a Stargate. We're into darkness. Kind of it's not a ship I Yeah, and it is... But it's not... It's it's fast travel. You have actually done that journey and your ship is there and you are at the landing pad. Sure. It's just you haven't bothered to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So if you're if you're on the planet and you want to go to space, you go through a loading time, you can't take off, you can't fly around because the planets don't actually exist. So, like, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors and instances to try and make the world look like all of these things. And that works for me because yeah, honestly, like, space... that sounds
1: good to me. That removes a lot of the
0: tedium yeah. that I was worried about. Yeah, Space is boring, right? I love Star Trek because you see the days when, you know, there's interesting shit happening.
1: Yeah. It's important days. <laughs> like, you yeah. don't.
0: Yeah, you don't see... You have people to talk to. We haven't done people to talk to really well in video games yet. So, like, you don't want to be flying around in space for three weeks. Yeah. You know, people are like, why don't you play, like, fucking... I like Eurotruck. I like playing Euro Truck Simulator 2, right? Get my little thing on. Sometimes I even treat myself to a VR headset. And I'll drive from fucking Bratislava to fucking Berlin. And I'll be like, ah, look, I'm driving. Driving. And then it's like, people are like, well, why don't you play, like, Elite Dangerous, where you do that, but in space? I'm like, because when I'm driving, I have to pay attention to the road, and I have cars to not hit, and I have signals to go for, and I have a map to navigate. In space, I just sort of point there, and then, it, then I'm there. Like, space travel's just dull. There's nothing to hit. There's no... I, even, even in the accepted fuckery of space that we do, say, um... Asteroid fields, we, you know, you've seen an asteroid field in Star Wars. Asteroids are actually like miles away from each other Like literally miles away from each other. There's no like condensed asteroid fields because they'll just collide into one They're really far away, but we've all established. Yeah, asteroids are really close together. Fuck it So that's what I have to say on the subject. Mike, what do you feel about it?
1: Well, I've not played it, Dan. Uh, as you well know, because we what, have- Well, about the things around. that I've
0: just said. The things I've just said. <laughs> that appeals there was to me, no edit really? there. Your audio didn't die and you definitely haven't forgotten everything I've said.
1: No, 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 no. I first of all, love love your attempt to drop me in it. Second of all, um <laughs> I actually do have an opinion. No, that sounds genuinely good to me. That sounds like honestly, that's you kind of sold me on the game a little because I was I was I admire no man's sky, but the space between interesting stuff makes it tough for me to justify it on a Yeah. I've yeah, I've had a busy day at work. I've got an hour to to kill. I want something that's going to be rewarding in that time. Yeah. Um, that's No Man's Sky. Like you can just spend an hour wandering around, which is entirely the point of No Man's Sky and Fair Play to them. But I kind yeah. of like the idea that Starfields maybe a little bit more, a little more jumpy, a little bit more, yeah. a little bit more uh, fast for the content. Um, I'd heard it's, mixed it's things. Going. I I definitely before embargo lifted. I definitely like heard from a few people. Uh, that that it was going to hit about this way, and and it seemed pretty yeah. consistent that the people who liked it were like, you know, there are people who are going to not like this, and the people who didn't like it were like, I can see why other people would like it. So it was always going to be kind of one of those splits, I think.
0: Yeah, it's it's a weird. I can understand why they've done it because they're still using the creation engine, and that's definitely got some fucking limits like this. Yeah. I'm pretty worried that the houses you can buy in the game because I found a fucking real estate agent, but they won't sell shit to me because I'm not it Doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that like those buildings Won't have windows looking out Because they've never really done that You just buy these like really enclosed Claustrophobic buildings Because are they they still using their internal engine I assume for these Yeah it's like it must be a new version Because holy shit it looks incredible Mm. Like it's a The sound design really is good Like it's normally it's one of those things That you just don't really clock But I'm like this sounds incredible Like this is really good um, nice. The story, I don't the main quest, I am not interested in. Uh, but that's kind of part of the course with the Bethesda game. I was going to um, say
1: that's your, it's your tutorial, isn't it? The main storyline of the Bethesda game. It's the thing you
0: do first, yeah. and then
1: you just start riffing.
0: Yeah. But it's it's sort of it's a weird one because it doesn't <clears> even have any like personal stakes or interesting stakes. It's like you touch this artifact and you kind of see something, but not really. Are you not and like trying like, to save? The universe, no, or no, no, uh. no. It's like you can be an archaeologist and investigate this with us. And I'm like, I don't care, mm. like, I, <laughs> I could go be a space pirate. One of these things seems way more interesting to me. <laughs> um, but stuff like you can, I've, I've just unlocked the ability to target specific bits of a ship so I could target engines, shoot out the engines, and then board that ship, oh, uh, and then shoot everybody on that ship and then steal that ship. That is, mm. uh, a doable thing in that game. It is like six loading times. though. Uh, <laughs> no, there is a loading time, like when you, like a, uh, uh, it's going to a new instance when you do board the ship. Yeah, but it is. Uh, I don't care. Like it's 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 weird to get. A, it's hard to get a space game right because space is dull. Yeah. like there's cool shit in space, but it's very far away, and unless you're doing some sort of like very specific Star Trek esque diplomacy based game. Mm. Or if you're controlling like If you're doing like a 4X Controlling a big space fleet And a whole civilization Then I can see it being interesting But space is kind of just like A load of nothing So skipping <laughs> yeah. all the nothing While it Because they were very cagey about this During all the trailers and stuff It definitely took me by surprise The first time I played it But after Because I'm going to be streaming I'm just just playing it only when streaming um, After the end of the last stream So I've been streaming for about uh, Six, seven hours now I'm just like Yeah, this is fun just go around nice shooting song. shit, innit? I'm just shooting shit, getting new loot. The vibes are good. I like the feel. Um, I'm a big sucker for the whole
1: NASA aesthetic. Oh, it's beautiful. I've got it's the Seth uh, style guides and stuff. Like I'm obsessed stunning. with that particular era in. Uh, yeah. In, in exploration, yeah. I. Uh, so I think that alone, honestly, is going to be a good reason to
0: get into it. Yeah. Uh, it's, so yeah, it definitely. It's definitely yeah. You get like a new. Uh, space spacing you're like, yeah, but it doesn't look as cool as the one I've got on. <laughs> the one I've got on's got all tubes and shit on it. I want that one. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the shit I want. I want tubes, mate. Tubes. Tubes will get the fuck out. Um but yeah like there's 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 it, there's improvements to the engine. You can like scale stuff if it's a, there's a ledge you the character will scale up a bit. Mm. Um apparently you can there are certain ladders you can climb, but I haven't found any of those yet and I'm like, holy shit, ladders? <laughs> what the fuck? Ladders. Yeah. I get
1: get the oh the the ship customization is
0: fucking incredible! Holy shit, amazing stuff! Really, have you you been
1: watching the uh, the Adam Savage makes a physical
0: version of that ship videos? I have not. I wanted to play the game first just to make sure I don't get any spoilers and things. Oh, there's no
1: spoilers. No, it's it's all. If you, I mean, if you've seen a screenshot of the ship, then you've been spoiled to the extent that it spoils you. Um, But that is just delightful.
0: That's a lovely video series. They just throw that ship at you, by the way. Like the game is so eager to get you, just like on a ship and go over there and do this thing. And I'm like, but oh, I don't want to go over See, here. This,
1: this appeals to me. This appeals yeah. to me
0: that it's just like it's some fun stuff to play with. I'm you've actually
1: kind of sold me on this game in a way that because I, I've always with Bethesda games, I've always they've always just felt overwhelming. Like I'm not willing. I I I don't know if there are many games I've ever managed to put like 60 hours into because yeah. honestly, I want to just get to the point. Um, yeah, probably why I tend to make games that are a bit short
0: on myself, you know. <laughs> um, like I just I, I don't. I like a shot game, but I also I do like a vibes game, like Fallout. Once I've built a little base yeah. and I get to sit in it and kind of watch people mill about it, you know, it's like city skylines or something like that, where I've built like a sure. a thing uh, like a machine. I get to watch it tick around, like Factorio and stuff. I'm happy to spend hours and hours on those kind of games. Yeah. Um, Just like, you know, I just want a cool space game. Like No Man's Sky, for all of its like the sheer turnaround those devs have done to that game, it's still for me, it's just a bit well, it's heavily overpopulated. There's always any planet you go to, there'll be ships flying over, there's shit to find. You never feel like you've discovered anything new, Mm. which I think is the game's biggest detriment. And it never really feels like you know, I'm discovering anything or never getting any new weapons or anything, because it's all like shooting minerals and shit. And refueling and kind of it's just the more faffy bits. Mm. Whereas this is like, you want to go from here to here, yeah, fuck it, oh just yeah, No, care. I'm
1: I'm I'm kind of sold. You've uh you've intrigued me. You've intrigued yeah. me, Dan. It's an um,
0: interesting take on the space. <laughs> presumably that's free on Game Pass at some point. It will be in three days when it comes out officially. This is the early access period that you pay oh, extra money right, so- for. But yeah. as a live streamer, it's always a good thing to pay the money for.
1: <laughs> I was going to say with the with the amount of like throughs Starfield's getting right now, I assume that thirty quid will take care of itself for anyone who's uh, professionally yeah. streaming it.
0: Yeah, it does, and it yeah. does <laughs> uh, immediately. I yeah, I got a very very generous little fan base um, that uh that you know kept me in work for ten fucking years. Yeah, more so now, yeah. you know. Um, oh, that's that's cool. always that's, a, cool. that's always I will.
1: A, a, I will check it out. I'm in mean, a bit of a busy patch at the moment, work-wise. But when I'm yeah, next same. in kind of a
0: quiet zone, I will. That's uh, why I've made it into work. Time for that. That's my secret technique, Mike. I can go. on oh, I'm not... going to stream Starfield for three hours every day. That, that's work. <laughs> and also, I can play Starfield. But like Baldur's Gate, I'm playing really slowly because that's in my free time. I just don't have a lot of mm. free time. Um, yeah. Well, for the moment, I'm playing Armored Core, and uh, that's
1: quite a time sink in itself. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm it is up. a uh, yeah from Software game. That's, that's right. the one. Number call six. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my it's brain. Punch, it's
1: it's a. Would you like to be punched in the face game? Um,
0: yeah. And <laughs> I like
1: that genre, and also I'm a big mech nerd. So yeah. And it's just really good mech stuff.
0: Yeah. And I must. Um, I must admit, I'm not. I really don't care about mechs. I always found this will not flodding. convert you.
1: Yeah. I mean, these are these are your kind of your kind of uh, Gundam kind of uh, Japanese style mechs where they they're quite fast and they got yeah. swords. But uh, I still take your point. I still take yeah. your point.
0: No, it's just like I don't know if I if I want something to feel like I, it, they always felt for me because I grew up playing shit Mech Warrior, you know, um, and I'm like yeah. these are too slow to be fun. Mm-hmm. And they too like they're, they're tanks, but they're not as fun as tanks because I used to play loads of like tank simulators as well, where yeah. it's all about being very sneaky and getting onto a, just the right angle and taking a long shot at an enemy. Like if you're in a face-to-face battle, there's like no strategy anymore. Yeah. Uh, but by the look of Arbor Core Six, there is no strategy. It's go in and fire all of your guns until the other robot explodes. No, there's strategy, but it's strategy in the kind of the
1: FromSoft mode of like it's about understanding attack patterns.
0: Yeah. Knowing yeah, what to use, how, where and where. No, if it's not your There's film. a lot of games at the moment. It's a Absolutely. great time for fucking games. It's a great games. time it's... to
1: find the game that is for you.
0: Yeah, it's a bad um... time to have 200 plus hour RPGs on your plate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I. That's the thing. Looking at this situation, I am very glad I have nothing coming out at the moment. Because yeah. the air has been sucked <laughs> out of the room by those two games. Yeah. So substantially. like It's impossible. Like even something like Armored Core, like at another point in the year, would be the thing that everyone was talking about. And I think he got like two or three days of discourse before, uh, yeah. you know, before it was gone.
0: We've so got, yeah, um, I, it's, it's tough. What else comes out? There's something else that's coming out very soon that I'm actually really looking forward to. Oh, God, there's too many games. I can't remember it. Oh, there are uh, so many games. Lies of Pi or P, or Lies of P, what? that's the one.
1: Yeah. Well, which is more more of the more of the would you like to be punch in the face genre.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That demo was amazing. That is one of the that demo sold me so fucking hard because I beat what I thought was the demo and then it's like, Oh, you thought that was the demo? Oh, we've got like another three hours of content here for you. And I'm like, What, how?
1: Do you play a lot of like from softy stuff? Do you do you like those games?
0: Hang on, let me just pan my view up. Looking at my one-to-one replica of Melania's helmet it's from Elden Ring, not panning back a down. Video
1: call. Cool. Uh, it's that's that's okay. just me
0: that's panning. It's my eyes that are panning up just to look at okay. the. But yeah, I have a big. I I you can literally across my YouTube channel see my progression with these games because I I play mm. Dark Souls and I just there's a point where a dragon like lands in front of me and does this big roar and I just go. I <sighs> <laughs> just so <laughs> just letting out the sight. And I just like I don't get this game. This game's for imbeciles and idiots who just want a hard time. And now Dark Souls One is one of my favorite games of all time, because they speak their own kind of language. So Those From Software yeah. games, and I think you need to learn that language to understand them. Well,
1: that's the um, thing. Is I'm I'm in the weird position. I love From Software, but I I I I bounce off of fantasy settings really hard. Same, yeah.
0: Something um, special to pull me in.
1: But well, I'm to be honest, like I've 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 played bits of all of their games, but like the, st- the stuff that I genuinely like is uh, is stuff like their Transformers game or mm-hmm. Armored Core, you know, the stuff where they go a bit more sci-fi, a bit more action What action-y. about Bloodborne? Even that, the fantasy horror stuff, just, I just I don't a, like, a, I like, gross, the I don't like oh, a gross boss. I don't oh, like a gross boss. i like. a gross
0: boss. Yeah, no, I don't.
1: I I don't want to look at it. Like, I'm not yeah, I don't want to look at it, so I want to kill it. That's how it works. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, I think Armored Core is one of those ones that's like, it's genuinely you load it up and like the UI is like very techie and and Metal Gear Solid-y. Well, I guess yeah. everyone's just ripping off Ghost in the Shell, but like it's 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 just exactly it's a game for me. It's a game for me. I play
0: Armored yeah. Core. I'm like, yep, yep, this is. Starfield does that sort of really white and nothing UI. Oh actually Starfield's which computer- is all, which is a different look I like. Like I like that as well. That's pretty cool. In the last stream Starfield's fucking computer systems confused the absolute piss out of me for like 20 mm. minutes. Cuz I open this <laughs> I open up this computer. I've got to get this elevator going and it's mm. not working and I find a computer and on the computer the background is like a, like a broken link image. Like it's like a square and there's like two bits but they're not joining. Right. Um, and then it says "Power Elevator" on over over that broken image. And I'm like, "Oh shit, I've got to go power the elevator." So I spend fucking twenty minutes looking for where you're supposed to power the elevator, not realizing that the 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 blue rectangle that says that looks like an error message that says "Power Elevator" is actually the button you're supposed to click to power the elevator. And that thing in the background is just the logo of the <laughs> fucking company in the game.
1: This is you people with your. Uh... With your fucking mice and keyboards
0: It's uh No I'm on a controller for fuck's sake Mike oh, I'm playing on oh, a controller okay. I like playing games on controllers I'm, just, I'm like yeah I'm playing it on a controller I'm like I, what is? what the fuck is happening Hang on I'm going to see if I can find out where that was yeah, Ignore the fact if I do send you a screenshot That my uh My character doesn't have a helmet on outside of space Because the game is a Bethesda game It's a Bethesda it's a, Mike it's a Bethesda game my helmet flies off. My character doesn't wear. A... I've,
1: heard I've heard it's their least buggy.
0: I mean, it's their least buggy, but that's like saying you know you're the the least <laughs> the, the, the most yeah. attractive sexually transmitted disease. You know, there's there's not a lot Jeez. of uh, yeah. It really is. Uh, it's okay. It's a lot of visual bugs. That's what it is. They've had quite a few visual bugs oh i Um,
1: just opened up my phone and one of my collaborators has uh has sent me some very cool things that i'm not able to look at uh because we're on this call Ah, uh, send me a screenshot though of your bad ui that you don't want to click on
0: i will and then uh we can talk about star trek for hours and hours right
1: so you loved it didn't you
0: uh yeah i watched it immediately after the the podcast because i was like oh shit i think this is going to be the lower decks one so i watched it straight away uh so yeah there you go there i have sent you that' that's the that's the apart from the twitch thing at the bottom because i have just taken off my own thing that is what that looked like that is a button that you can click that is an optional button that's that's what it boots <laughs> up to does that look like a button to you would you click that
1: no, no, I, I, I was, I was, I was honestly, I was all ready to just mock you for like not seeing the obvious one, but that is, that's a choice, it's a UI choice, it's a UX choice. No, I'm, I, I actually, I'm sympathetic to your position
0: here. Yeah, thank you. I thought you would. You're be. Welcome. It was, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean that was an optional bit of the game and et cetera, et cetera But like it really, I just, I was there going, oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was running around for so fucking long trying to work out what that was supposed to be. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, do, I, I think, I think you are above reproach here.
0: Yeah, I think chat agreed with me as well. Uh, but literally, it's not even—you don't highlight. You just got press A on the button. I also couldn't work out how to select stuff on another one, but it's just because it, it doesn't have any highlights if it's selected. I don't mm. know. It's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Anyway, yeah, lower decks was great. I mean, Star Trek: The Next Generation, Worlds decks. Um, it was it was a fantastic. I can't remember any of it. It was great. I loved it. I remember all of it. It was Jack Wade and Thingy, yep. Someone and they went to the past to those old scientists, Riker. Yeah, and, and... which I'm
1: now going to say every time I sit down.
0: Yeah,
1: when he gets on, the just shuts Riker.
0: Oh, I, right, I got. It. I'm gonna open the episode up so I can skip through it and then see some uh
1: I liked bits and uh, people were weird in the
0: past, they talked less they talked less uh, quickly. Yeah um, they took way less slower. Way less fast, yeah. A lot if what it was I I'm glad that I was worried they would Strange New World up the characters.
1: Yeah. That was my absolutely. worry. If anything, they comedy up the Strange New World characters, which they've got yeah. enough range to do because they've They've done more comedic episodes, so it's it yeah. works.
0: The animated intro was amazing. Oh, it's a delight. Absolute delight. And a nice surprise. Yeah. It's just, it's, just, it's a show, this show just... Oh, uh, yeah, animated start and end. I do like that we now know why it's animated. It mm. was explained why it's animated. It's because they're all drunk. They're all <laughs> drunk out of their fucking mind on the screeners. So it just looks animated. I like that. That's, I'm I'm gonna take that as canon. I liked the commitment to the blue hair as well. Yeah. Just ha- ha- having his absolute, absolute blue
1: constant hair. moments where they make the uh Quaid stand too close to the lighting so that it picks up. Yeah. There's a that was on the rewatch they blocked out the scene so he was always as close <laughs> to a light source as possible. <laughs> um so I liked
0: uh, yeah, it was but what really worked, right? What really worked, I just, I love looking to seeing him in the real world. Um, what really worked out the episode was it wasn't just a, oh, we're doing a quirky crossover. It actually tied in with a nice Star Trek moment of an Orion going, we're not all fucking slavers. Mm. It's like, well, how about we give you this? And he's like, we could genuinely use that. That would legitimately help. Uh, I love a self fulfilling prophecy. Uh, yep. That's good shit. I love when they take these uh, again, these sort of like very mono races that are all one thing. And go actually, there's lots of different people, like otherwise who would build the starships, and so having an Orion yeah. scientist was uh, and the
1: very real truth that if you were a time traveller, everyone when you went back to the past would seem horrifically offensive to you. Yeah, I, like these are you know Strange New Worlds crew or wonderful people. But within five minutes of someone coming back from uh, the future, uh, you know, Pike said something a bit racist, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, of course, That's exactly how that would work, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but I will also say, this was my favorite part of the episode was when the Strange New Worlds cast started geeking out about Archer's Enterprise. Yes, and they they are doing the same thing. Yeah, that Boimler has been doing the whole fucking episode in that incredible looking uniform Jesus that translated so fucking well yeah. that is a 10 out of 10 Starfleet uniform that I by absolutely adore by leaning into adore. it
1: they, again they could have very easily tried to go well obviously it's a cartoon so the actual uniform that that's based on is actually much more yeah. but no they are he's literally wearing a, like the boots with yeah. the enormous red heels <laughs> red yeah. uh, soles right like, yeah. it's something they just could so... so easily have tried to like make that look more quote unquote realistic and it would yeah. have killed it
0: yeah they yeah. had commitment to the bit I do enjoy that I, I now here's here's my <laughs> here's go back in time a very short while let's do it alright we're going to go back in time and we're going to go and meet up with our previous selves in an earlier episode of the podcast and we're going to say that mm-hmm. the we're reason, gonna say racist. we're not going to say racist things no the, the old yeah. ones of us might, but, you know... That's what I'm saying. They, they, they're yeah, they're yeah. They're horrible. Yeah. They're horrible people. We w- would explain to them that mm. Spock is in a relationship with Nurse Chapel. <laughs> and because of that, he's smiling and having a good time. And that relationship is fundamentally going to be destroyed when Nurse Chapel has a conversation with Boimler from Lower Decks. <laughs> and that is... That is the reason that this relationship will fall apart because of Boimler from Lower Decks and Ahura. Ahura is made into the Ahura that we know because Ahura, a fan of the Ahura we know, was like, actually, I could try and be more like that.
1: Everyone's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It shouldn't. It shouldn't work, but it does. I mean, that's the that's the irony at the heart of Star Trek and. Yeah I remember somewhat hearing someone say this a while ago that like the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars is the Star Trek fans like Star Trek. Um yeah. well, I movie. wouldn't have said that when
0: Discovery was the only one airing, but
1: Well indeed, right? But like yeah. I think I think but I think I think the same thing will happen with Discovery. I reckon a bunch of the people who hate Discovery right now, give it a few years, let it settle in, have
0: some moments, like I think. I think. Um... Actually, can I just say, right? Yeah. I rewatched Discovery's pilot like a week ago. Like those three, wow. two or three episodes right at the start, the couple, and I was like, yeah. "I'm gonna give Discovery another go because I'm loving what they're doing with Star Trek now." Might yeah. hate it more. Really, it's so awful. It's I so horrible.
1: cast nap writing. That's my view
0: on Discovery. I just hate everything about it—from the look okay. to the feel to every- It's all bad. It's all poo. It's the poo show. It's nice. nice that Star Trek finally got a bad show. You know, I, I, a- I, I, still. I mean,
1: maybe I, maybe I should never go back. I remember enjoying that first season.
0: Yeah, they're all <laughs> awful though. Like <laughs> they're all so awful. Uh, okay okay. Are you excited for the next season? I don't know when that is. Oh, God, I, I dropped off. I've not watched all of the third series. Well, there you go then, yeah.
1: Fourth. Um, There's
0: a fourth series, Mike. This is the fifth series that's about to start. Oh, is it? Yeah. What's the
1: one where they travel into the future?
0: Third. As well as third. Yeah. You know, oh, Middle Universe, Pike series, future series, future series that's a bit different, and then the last one that's coming up. Oh, boy, then, yeah. I, I quit out halfway through three then. I finished 3 because I wanted to know what caused the burn because they got Michael Burnham on board and I was like, please no. <laughs> and then they revealed what the cause of the burn was and I went, oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. You're... But it felt like what my normal problem with Discovery is i like, you are trying to be Star Trek but you don't actually know why you're saying the things that you're saying. It feels like an AI writing Star Trek, you know. Um, it felt yeah
1: it felt very forced to me and i i I must admit like i because um like in in terms of like the characters it felt when i was watching discovery like all the characters were constantly emotionally reacting like in extremes to things or were like there's a lot of celebration of the concept of star trek and fuck yeah kind of moments that just didn't feel earned and i must admit i did as i was watching i was like am I just a jerk? Is this like, is, is, is am I just old now? Like genuinely, I was like, is this just because I'm not, because it's not the guys from the show I watched when I was a kid, so therefore I don't feel it as much. And now yeah. I watch Strange New Worlds and I'm like, no, no, because every moment <laughs> yeah. in this show, because I would, I would kill for every character in this show, like, because they are, because yeah. they've established those relationships. They're not, they're not presuming that I will love everyone on screen. They're making me love everyone on screen. And that's the difference, yeah. I think,
0: that's what they also—they're also not having characters say "fuck," and that's the power of math, people. They've absolutely Jeez. had characters swearing, Strange New Worlds. Uh, I don't think they have. Have we not
1: had an F bomb in Strange New Worlds? I'm sure
0: we have. Oh, I don't think we have. We had one in Picard because Picard was dark and edgy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was one I allowed, which is when Picard said it, and that was good because he was telling a story. Um, I don't think we've had Strange no, New we Worlds. Haven't then.
1: I wouldn't have a problem though if we did now. Like if Because I feel like it would be earned. It would be a moment. It would be telling a story, as you say. It would, be, it would be there for a purpose. Discovery felt like showing up to a party where everyone already liked each other and I was weird for not getting into it. And Strange New Worlds welcomed me in. Um,
0: I have an apology to make. <laughs> there was technically <laughs> an F-bomb. But it was it was when Spot turns human and he gets cut off. So, there you go. There you go. But that's that I allow because that's funny. Kids can find that funny. My thing is always like, would I want kids to watch this show? Because I grew up watching Star Trek as a kid, um, and yeah. for the most part, Strange New Worlds is the one that I'd be like, yeah, this is the one that you watch. Like this is the one that'll teach you all the right nice good things and give you the nice good vibes. And occasionally it's a bit scary, but like you know, you'll have. A, I don't you'll think have we can time. rule
1: out the importance of the episodic thing either. Like yeah, that is also. so. Like the fact that there is like, a, oh, this episode's about this. This episode's about this. The next episode is completely different again. You know, like yeah. that. That I think that helps kids watch it as well. Helps me yeah. watch it for sure.
0: That you're not. It's not <laughs> just constant mystery boxing. It's also like um, I don't care about this next week. Maybe I will. Because yeah. it'll be a different fucking everything. Yeah, this Doctor one's not great.
1: clicking for me. But next, and I would say with this series, there is definitely a couple of episodes where I where if that was the thing for the whole series, I wouldn't be as fussed. Like you say, like yeah. just moments. There's a couple of dud episodes or weren't or not quite as good episodes. I um I just say mystery boxes. I I bought J.J. Abrams book this week. Oh, um, so I need to read that. It's have you heard of this? It's called S. It was a YouTube video that got like randomly served to me that I got like two minutes into, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to buy that book, and I'm gonna stop watching this video." And it's Uh because it's a, it's a library book, like a fake library book, and it's Uh um, there's uh, two characters kind of talking in the margins as they're reading the book. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of reading a story told via the margins, and then there Mm -hmm. seems to be some like gamified things. There's bits of paper stuck in it. I'm intrigued. I think it's gonna feel like a. An escape room in a book, kind of thing. I think is what it's going to end up being.
0: That's cute. But then,
1: but the knowledge, the knowledge that I have, basically just bought myself a literal JJ Abrams mystery box that comes in a box. Does (laughs) does does seem funny to me?
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, because you can, you know, skip the end. (laughs) It's a lot easier. Why well, go, sh- Oh, Godzilla did I it! I would
1: be shocked. I would be shocked if this doesn't have a twist midway through where it's like, well, actually, if you burn these pages now, actually read upside <laughs> down, it's a whole new.
0: It'll do something like that, I assume. I um, am. Uh, well, um, on the, on the, yeah, mystery, Fucking mystery things have. Well, actually, no. Right, took me a while to get here, but I'm here now. How do you think the burn happened? Right, you you've seen many a J.J. Abrams mystery box, and you know Star mm. Trek Discovery, so yeah. you know that the burn happened, and all the spaceships exploded, and everyone was miserable forever afterwards because Discovery, no one can be happy; it's not allowed, um, yeah. in this future that is a different timeline. And if I get my hands on Star Trek, will immediately become canonically a different timeline because fuck you. <laughs> Um, But what caused the burn, do you think, from what you remember of that series, which I'm assuming isn't very much?
1: Oh, it'll have been something... It will have been something timey-wimey and... No. No. Is it to save something? Is it like it's the side effect of a heroic act? Nope. Is it an experiment gone wrong? Nope. Is it is it an attack from some evil baddie? No. Nope. Uh, I'm running out of Star Trek cliche websites <laughs> of the week here. I'll be honest. Uh, not timey wimey. Not not uh, evil. Um, is it done with intention to like stop something worse? No. Nope. <clears throat> um, go on, tell me.
0: So. You know, uh, yeah. uh, Kelpien, Saru's race.
1: Yeah, prawn boys.
0: Yeah, there was one of them, and he was born on a planet of dilithium, and then he got really sad when his mum died, and all the dilithium exploded. That is how dilithium works, so fair play. I have no yeah. notes. He, he got really sad um, yeah. because he saw his mum die, and then all the dilithium became inert, and so all the ships exploded because they'd lost all their antimatter containment. Seems it seems just, like just if dulled. we were
1: assuming a uh, a universe of infinite diversity, that someone would have got sadness and dilithium before now.
0: Well, he was in a whole planet of dilithium, and he was born on the planet of dilithium, so it's synced up with the element and uh, something something. Yeah. Sad, but look, it was feelings, oh. it was he was sad. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Is again, like,
1: it's, it's not that
0: sad.
1: it's not that Star Trek shouldn't be emotional because it obviously is, it always has been, except yeah. for the brief period where Gene Roddenberry believed his own hype before he died. Basically, those kind of first <laughs> three years of TNG was the bit where everyone was a bit emotionless, yeah. But like, yeah, you can't, it, it is also sci fi, You can't just do feelings stuff feelings it's not sad. it's not it's not an emotionally driven show i guess is my point it's it's yeah. it, it, it should be driven by concept by philosophy by science fiction yeah
0: yeah it should be you know the the push to be a better person and what that means for you on not just a personal yeah. level but like on a uh, you know friendships and relationships and how that affects them
1: Still character driven, different.
0: but character yeah. driven
1: uh, character driven rather than working backwards from a big like I I, <laughs> I wonder like I'd love to look at like the soundtrack album for Discovery because I bet a good fifty percent of the pieces of music on that soundtrack are like laments. They yeah. are big dramatic, like someone's definitely dying moments. Yeah. It just, it feels very, it feels fake and unearned. I mean, that's, that was the thing that I struggled with with it. But again, nothing to do with the, nothing to do with the performances. I thought the art direction of it was great. I thought the performances were great. Like, to me, it just genuinely came down to the writing. Yeah. Everything else in that show worked. Like, if, if it had been focused on, like, actually, like, warming me to that those characters and to those
0: stories, I would, be much more on board I think the problem with it though is that first episode just makes you hate Burnham <clears throat> that's it's fine like, a character, no, I've, I've if, got
1: no problem with that but like a, a character can be redeemed this is you yeah, but with I, the I Tony have Stark to, and his attitude again this is you I have uh, to want uh, them to be redeemed this is like you with Roman Reigns Dan yeah, but I have to want Reigns. them to be redeemed. Like that if I this watched... recording on the previous recording, I, I don't remember. know anymore, Mike.
0: If I if Roman Reigns, <laughs> if I'd seen his whole yeah. run, then I would have yeah. been like, yeah, let's redeem Roman Reigns, but I didn't. Right? And <laughs> that's like that's that's what the opportunity. I think you. I, I like you I want Tony I'm... Stark to be redeemed because you see he's actually a good person, and you see that he puts that effort in. The moment like if things are shown to him, they're uncomfortable. He takes it upon himself to be a better person. The moment that happens to Michael Burnham, she just starts shooting fucking Klingons.
1: So there is, so there is a, an interesting challenge here with kind of modern prestige television where they're trying to apply like a film structure to a TV show. And if you've got a TV yeah. show that's 10 episodes long, you, you can't do too many of the beats in one story unless you're basically stretching out your movie. And you do need a moment and this is in every hero narrative, where someone refuses to be a hero. You do need that moment. Narratively, if you're doing that kind of classic hero, there's lots of other better, more interesting stories, but if you are doing the classic hero arc, you do need the character to go, nah, I don't think I'm going to save the world. Very briefly, before they decide to. (laughs) And the problem is, if you're doing your 10 episodes... Yes, your pilot maybe ends with that character not showing that sign of goodness because Tony Stark is introduced as a piece of shit. Yeah, you see him as a hero, but you see him as a hero about what? Like fifteen minutes into the movie, which if you're then elongating that to ten hours of television, that means that's not going to happen until like the second or third episode. Yeah, and that's the problem.
0: But, But like. You can just do it earlier. Like, you don't have to keep the beats. For
1: being like that. you well, you, just, that's like my be... point,
0: is you shouldn't. They, they, this this thing yeah. of, like... It should be I like feel like, like this is
1: manifested in a lot of prestige TV where they're just slow movies. And that's yes. not how you tell a story. Um, it's one of the things I loved in Andor, where they did those, like, three-episode arcs. Yeah. So you had, basically, movie duration per story and they were so they were still using movie structure but they're splitting it across three episodes rather than the whole 10 and that worked phenomenally yeah that put me right there because that that the pacing was right and whether or not star wars films (laughs) well and and that's the thing is whether or not Whether or not you believe that pacing is, like, essential, it is what you've been watching in all movies since you were a kid. So you've been trained to expect it. So even if you don't know, even if someone listening to this has no idea what the three-act structure is or what the the hero's journey is or any of that stuff, your brain does. And when something doesn't hit at the moment that you've been trained by Hollywood that it should, you're going to feel angsty. You're going to feel like, why is this not happening? Or why
0: do I not like this character yet? You know, those kind of questions. Um, Whereas with Michael Burnham on 4th series in, I still don't know why I don't like it. Actually, I do know why I don't like it. But in that opening scene, she's like saving people on a planet and breaking the Prime Directive and all that shit. And by the end of that episode, she's like declared war on the Klingons. I just feel like some things are just just so far gone, you're going to need to give me a lot more of that character's redemption arc. Like I don't yeah. mind a character fucking up and then needing a redemption arc. That's absolutely fine. It's just she never got a redemption arc. Like no, by that sh- point, the show had like, moved on to five
1: new things it wanted to do. Yeah, and uh, it was always it was always chasing that big reveal moment. Yeah, and it's sh- ironically for a show that really seemed to want to like emotionally make noise about its characters, it didn't give you the time to have those relationships with the characters. It was always rushing towards like. Who's the... What's the one in the second series? Like, the angel for the second That's series? The third
0: series was the Red Angel, wasn't it? Or was that the second? I don't fucking know. Wait, the third series, that no, was the Burn, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Who's the Red Angel? I can't remember. So
1: it's always, it's always it's that history. kind of... And, and the reason those mystery plots are used is they are... They do work. They do keep you watching a show. Yeah. But you've got to stick the landing. And I would say with Star Trek in particular, it was never really a show about mystery. Yeah outside of the concept of maybe an episode where you're trying to work out what's going on, but there was no overarching mysterious plot to anything yeah. really. There's a little bit of political intrigue, but even then it would usually get tied up in a couple of episodes. You know, it was yeah. always about revealing character. You know, you're not doing a, an interesting mystery about Wolf's past that spans a series. You're giving him a kid. Because that's gonna create interesting new dynamics, it's gonna reveal a bit more about the character, it's gonna have other characters that are gonna interact with that setup, and you can do a really interesting, wharf-centric narrative there. But you're yeah. not making just, oh, in ten episodes we're gonna tell you something really fucking interesting about this guy.
0: Which yeah. doesn't really feel as satisfying. <laughs> yeah. You're just waiting for it. Yeah. You gotta get that's the difference between a mystery box and a any other sort of thing. It's just like how many clues you give out along the way. That's literally like the real sort of difference. It's like if you're giving out clues or adding twists and things, it's like, what is the burn? We have to find out what the burn is. We're going to go ask these people. They don't know, but they said these people might know what the burn is. They don't know, but they said that these people might know what the burn is. They don't know, but they said these people might know what the burn is. Oh, this person knows what the burn is. It's over there. There's the burn. It's this.
1: It's a great engine. It's a good background noise. Like the in Strange New World, they are absolutely using the whole Pike knows he's going to have bad things happen to him thing. He's yeah. a through line. It's driving yeah. us through. There's an interest there. And okay, in So how are they going to resolve that little bit more? How are they going to work? How's he going to get himself out of this one? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's there. And we maybe touch base with it, what, like five minutes an episode at most?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, most episodes we don't I think I'd say, yeah. I'd say five minutes every three or four episodes. Yeah, and that's enough, and it kind of keeps you interested. But like, but it's always comes part, of... It's it's a relatable part of a character moment. It's how he relates to people, or it's how yeah. he talks to people, or it comes up at a moment there's where no... he needs it to not. You know, it's always there's character no st- or plot
1: Yeah, and there's no story in in a good TV show more important than the one you're currently telling. I think Strange New Worlds gets that. It's it's telling the story. It's it's fun and games. It's going, it's lower decks crossover. Yeah. What is the, What are the 15 ways on a big plot level we can take advantage of that as a concept? And what are the 100 jokes we can tell with it? Yeah. that's it's And that's, it's it's just, it's uh, playing with every toy in the box. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Thoroughly good.
0: Great fucking episode. Uh, I yeah. loved it. I watched it a long time yeah. ago and I forgot most of it, but I did love it. I watched it a second uh,
1: time straight after our podcast last week, and it definitely rewards you for a second viewing. Yeah, it There's definitely. There's a pair of few things that you will have missed the first time around.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Oh, hello. My two dogs have come to get me. Hi, doggies. I forget which one's next. <laughs> Let me have a quick look at that.
1: What are we doing next week, by the way, with regards to Mr. Cruz? Uh, well, you're not here. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not a problem we have to worry about right now then. So
0: it'll be the one after uh, We'll go on to, I don't know when the the, is the thing still in the cinemas Because I'll see when it comes on streaming It's or digital. probably coming soon to streaming I would assume I'd assume It was like July or something it came out, wasn't it? Because it's not in like any cinemas near me Because there's not really any cinemas near me um, So I will have to wait for the digital But we're going to watch uh, uh,
1: Top Top Gun Top Gun. We're gonna, is it top well, cruise? we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Mid Gun, and then we're gonna watch Top
0: Gun. Okay. <laughs> Mid Gun is Mid is the original Top Gun. Top yes. Gun is the more recent one. Because I've never seen either of those either. And then we'll move on because uh, in three days, Lower Deck starts off. So fuck it. We'll just do Lower. <laughs> we just keep going, Mike. We just never stop. But we'll be delayed because, of course, you have a life, and I, um, you know, sometimes get tired. Uh, but then we'll do Lower Decks and Godzilla, and I still haven't worked out a title for that. I've actually got a short list of Godzilla films. I'm excited for that. that one I will say, because like, there's, like, different eras of Godzilla, and I kind of want to show you, like, how each era ramped up. But there are two eras where I have not seen any of them. They are all out of print, and it's really hard to get a hold of them. So I don't know anything about these two eras. So I'm basically just going to find out wherever the most popular one from that era is, track it down somehow, and we'll watch just one from the Hessian Millennium Era. Um, but then there's a few that um, I think are worth watching. To sort of see yeah. how... Because basically these films do like a Fast and Furious in like the space of three movies. It's great. It's just so good. I'm excited. I like I'm, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. I I still need to work out which ones I'm doing from the Toho era, but... um. I don't want to because subs- <laughs> it starts off and it's like this, like horrific, wonderful, brilliant, like oh, it's about war and shit like that, and nuclear power and nuclear war and the you know horrible, horrible things, and then pretty quickly it's not. It's <laughs> so quickly just not about that anymore, and you're like oh, Godzilla's got a baby now, and there's like goofy music playing while the baby falls down. I'm like, what, what happened? <laughs> I will not show you the fucking baby. I I refuse to rewatch those fucking films. Um anyway, I think that's everything. We talked about Starfield and Godzilla. I think we've done and a brilliant job. I think I, you've done I a brilliant job. what actually made it into the podcast, but I hope it was enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> the audience yeah. will
1: ultimately decide.
0: All ten people that watch this shit are gonna be all or listen. Even All I know gonna, is
1: people or... keep telling me they listen to this show, so someone out there is listening. Someone. Um, it's one person wearing loads of, like, masks. Different outfit. Oh, they've, they've, they've Mission Impossible, of course yep. they are. We didn't it. even talk about Max's daughter in Fallout.
0: Didn't even talk Who's about that. Max?
1: Max is the red-headed lady from the first movie. The arms dealer. And her daughter is in this film. The White Widow.
0: Oh, I thought she was from
1: Fast and Furious. I mean, she's an actress, yes. She's in other things, but we're, you you thought you were watching a crossover?
0: Or... Oh my God, I'm literally... Sorry, my brain has literally just told me that these films aren't actually connected. <laughs> it's fine, Mike. It's fine. I've not tried to put these two films together and assuming... It's fine. I'm okay. I'd watch the crossover. It would be very not good. Improvising car chases would be... Let's see how Vin Diesel really drives. I mean, I actually no, now I I would watch that. <laughs> I uh, yeah no yeah there was uh, we didn't talk about, there was uh, something else I was like oh we should probably talk about Henry Campbell being really shit but like deliberately so. Um, I that it. bathroom fight scene was fucking rad. That was <laughs> iconic at the awesome.
1: time. That was the one that everyone loved. Yeah,
0: I love him taking his shirt off, like, his, his jacket. Oh, that's me dreaming again. <laughs> I love indeed. him taking. Just like there's a big fight a show going on. What you're yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> show. Who's talking about a show? it does not know. Um, the yeah. You're, I, you, I you loved that you wanted the, uh, you wanted him to yeah, do a film. Two thousand. BBC Two show. Yeah. 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 Oh no, there's no film. In the camera. We've got to do it again. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> do it in film so we can raise it up to four K. Um, what the fuck was I? Wasn't there, what was I saying? Now talking to my dog as if my dog will oh help. My dog is now laid. Lay down, and he's looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh When he took his jacket off, like, there's just a fight gone on. He's like, hang on. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm going to go, boom, let's do a fucking fight. It's great. He was a great character. Kind of annoyed he was a bad guy because he would have been great. Oh, no, there's no Jeremy Renner in this film. That's the one thing I wanted to say. Yeah, quietly Jeremy- removed. I miss him. He was cool. He was a good part of the team. Bring him back. Someone needs to take Alec Baldwin's inexplicable place as the head of IMF. Foreshadowing. Uh, well, of course someone has to. He's dead. That's not foreshadowing. That's just big, That's just comprehension. He's gone. Someone else <laughs> is going to do it. I'm so excited I, for you to see the next movie. You know a turducken, right? I do. Why? Right? so
1: only by reputation.
0: Yeah, only because cause it sounds like a monstrous thing to do to <laughs> living things. But what if, like, the, f- the final boss of these films, mm-hmm. they take his mask off, and it just they just keep taking masks off, and it just keeps going back through all of them, and it's always just been one guy.
1: <laughs> and it was...
0: I can't think of... Uh, who's... The, uh, the bad guy in the first film was... The, the, oh, it was the guy who ran the IMF. Yeah. It's going to be the guy... I think he died on a... Oh, he died on a massive helicopter explosion. It'll yeah. be that guy... He didn't die in the massive helicopter explosion uh, because he had a, a helicopter in a tunnel parachute specifically designed mm-hmm. to make him not explode. And it'll be him. But they recognise him because his head's, like, massive because he's got all these masks on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like Joey wearing all of the jumpers. It's, it's yeah. just this enormous head. It looks like he's got female hospitals' bloaty head syndrome. Do you massive? ask say about your theory? Uh-huh. It's less silly than the actual villain <laughs> of the uh, next movie. So you're going to have a good time. It's a dog. It's Silent Hill style. It's just a chihuahua randomly hitting buttons in like a CIA facility. And the Push CIA think they're in. being like Wait, wasn't there like a computer voice? And someone was working for the computer voice. What was the computer voice? You're, you, I think you
1: might be thinking of fucking Fast and Furious again.
0: Oh, yeah, in Hobson's show it was. <laughs> <laughs> But also foreshadowing. Um, Wait, Ryan Reynolds was in Bullet Train. Is Bullet Train connected to... And and Hobbs was Ryan Reynolds in Bullet Train? Train? Yeah, he was in Bullet Train. Oh, he is, isn't he, very briefly. He is. Yeah, he's got a brief scene in Bullet Train. I assume that's the same character as the one in... Uh, I like Ryan Reynolds. Yes, I the, don't uh, think
1: any of these plot threads will pay off for you, unfortunately.
0: Not even the <laughs> giant. Head. No. What if? Did they hire Simon Pegg because he looks a bit like Weedy? And then when you put a head on him, it's fine. And his head's all the normal.
1: You think? Size you think IMF head.
0: hires small-headed people? Yeah. You can't have like somebody who's fucking Cruise. like. Jason Moma's fucking head, the mask will look deformed and hideous. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, been it. it. it's been enjoyable watching Tom Cruise. It's been enjoyable like, watching Tom Cruise get really old as these films go it, Yeah, you are watching a rapid, rapid <laughs> it aging process. It's like the episode of Star Trek where Picard puts his hand in the flowers and suddenly it gets old and the fingernails get really long. It's just time is speeding up around Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, wait, no! For, on the note of oh. foreshadowing last point to make what a setup! the opening scene in Mission Impossible 2 paying off in the finale of Mission Impossible 6 with his rock climbing skills yep that's foreshadowing of they're, the playing they're playing a long game
1: now they're playing the long game Dan
0: yeah anyway we've talked for too long and, and no one's did listening anymore it's been, nice. it's been nice chatting hasn't it Mike
1: yeah, it's always
0: a pleasure something to do on a Sunday what else are we going to do work Actually, I'm going to hang on the line now because I want to hear what uh, Mike's been sent, uh, and I want to I want to go into that male nudity story one more time. So, uh, bye everyone. Bye.